ज्योति डियर आचार्य जी प्रणाम आचार्य जी न्यूमरस टाइम्स यू हैव सेट दैट स्पिरिचुअलिटी इज साइलेंस व्हाट इज द रिलेशन बिटवीन दिस साइलेंस एंड द मी इन माय एवरीडे एक्टिविटीज अ पर्सन्स एक्टिविटीज डिफर्स फ्रॉम डे टू डे मूमेंट टू मूमेंट वेयर इज द कॉमन थ्रेड बिटवीन दीज एक्टिविटीज एंड द साइलेंस can you please shed some light here acharya ji for me to have clarity in my everyday living thank you very much with love and gratitude jyoti jyoti silence is our destiny but not our immediate reality for the sake of basic honesty these two have to be differentiated silence is what calls us noise is what surrounds us is that clear hmm? silence is what we love noise is what we create noise does exist so there have been teachers and great books who have taught that nothing except silence exists i bow down to them but i would also ever that this teaching is not useful to you it is not that merely silence exists might be merely silence exists for the people who know nothing but silence but are you one of them would you say that for you only silence exists there might exist the one for whom nothing but silence exists are you that one if you say you are that one then let me be silent then why should i say anything let there be silence because there is only silence but it's not so noise does exist noise does not merely exist it forcefully dominates our lives do you want to deny that do you want to deny that we live enveloped by noise hmm and that is the reason why we talk so much of silence silence becomes so very attractive conspicuous compelling because of its absence in our lives it is not absolutely absent in an absolute sense only silence is present but we are the dwellers of the zone of relatives we live in dualities and in dualities silence is the goal and noise is the reality of the road i get it so 
maybe you are going to Kedarnath. But you will have to firstly negotiate the traffic on NH24. Silence is Kedarnath. NH24 is our life. And you cannot reach Kedarnath if you do not negotiate NH24. If somebody tells you that only the great peace of Kedarnath exists, then that fellow has never journeyed at all. And such advice would not facilitate your journey. You need someone who can teach you how to make your way through NH24. You do not merely need someone who keeps on describing the glory of the peaks of Kedarnath. Are you getting it? Now you are asking, what is the relationship between a person's day-to-day, moment-to-moment activities and this great silence? Right. So we are going to Kedarnath on the 24th. No. Before that. 24th it starts. So we'll be probably setting out on 23rd or 22nd. You have asked what is the relation between day-to-day activities and the great silence. The day-to-day activities in noise must be in a way that cuts through noise. So we'll be moving to reach the Himalayan peaks. And at the Himalayan peaks, we will stop. We'll be moving to stop. We'll be moving to stop. Two things are needed. One, a love for those peaks where we would stop. Second, the skill to move through the noise so that you can get away from the noise. Both are needed. First of all, you need the love. Because if the love is there, then the skill would come. But not merely do you need the love. You also need courage, determination, and the spirit of the warrior to negotiate all that stops you from reaching the peak. How does the man devoted to the silence of the peaks live his day-to-day and moment-to-moment life then? He lives his moment-to-moment life seeing very well on one hand how he has condemned himself to everyday frustration and pollution there is a pollution that is outside there is a pollution that is inside and secondly he keeps remembering what the peaks are like The remembrance of the peaks is very, very passive. The remembrance of the immediate challenge is very active, very present. You cannot say that in the middle of the traffic you are remembering the holy peaks. If you are doing that, you will never reach there. In the middle of the traffic, if you are actively remembering the holy peaks, one thing is certain, you will never reach those peaks. I have driven to the Himalayas so many times. 
and i assure you i never think of the destination never 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 i don't even think of god or truth or any such exotic thing all i see is traffic all i feel is my bike or my car all i am seeing is the dashboard and the road practically i have totally forgotten the peak and that's what i keep saying there's nothing like remembering god or remembering silence you rather have to remember the immediate what are you doing right now what is it that you are doing right now does it have any relation with the destination i need to see whether i am on the right road right or do i need to keep fascinating about the holy peak i need to be conscious of the divider i need to be conscious of the diversions there is so much construction going on and there are many a great and fabled truck divers of your i need to be conscious of them rather they can bring my journey to an abrupt stop but every movement that i am making is with a deep deep devotion to the peak every utterance that i am making is with a deep deep devotion to silence but do i remember the silence when i am uttering something not at all i repeat do i remember the peak when i am driving on the road not at all neither do i remember the peak nor do i bother to talk about it i am fully focused on what i am doing right now and what i am doing right now is dictated by the peak people are doubly mistaken first of all what they are doing right now is not at all dictated by the peak what they are doing right now has no relationship with the peak at all if i am going to sip this what is it some lemonade probably huh thank you if i am going to sip this then it would be not because i like its taste it would be so that i may speak with a little less friction in my throat that's how it happens do you see the relationship between silence and noise between the destination and journey between inaction and action everything that i do is done with a very deep and therefore extremely passive remembrance of the destination the remembrance is so deep that it never comes actively to my mind as a thought the deeper the remembrance it the less is the likelihood of it coming to your mind as a thought i assure you never once in my life have i dreamt of god 
So not only is God not there in my conscious mind, God is not even there in my unconscious mind. Had it been there in my unconscious mind, he would have showed up in my dreams. It's amazing. I have never dreamt of anything holy. Though sometimes I dream of unholy things. That's okay. If I dream of those things, it proves they are not very deep. At most, they are there in the subconscious. But they have not gone any deeper than that. The truth sits so deeply within me that I don't even dream of it. I don't even talk of it. I talk of a lot of miscellaneous things. Do I ever talk of the truth? As if truth can be talked of. I said people are doubly mistaken. First of all, what they do does not come from a deep remembrance of the destination. So if they are sipping lemonade, they are just sipping lemonade for the sake of it. Please, I don't want to aggrandize myself, just want to, you know, create some spontaneous example. I have not planned it out. So there might be mistakes. It might appear a bit rough, but that's because uh, that's the way things are. So here am I sipping this and here are you sipping the same thing. But there might be a great difference or you may reverse the roles if it appears so egoistic to you. Hmm? Here am I sipping this and here are you sipping the same thing. But there might be a world of difference. I am sipping this so that I may continue to speak. You tell me why are you sipping this? You are sipping this because you like the taste. No. It's alright. I too like the taste. I too would not want my lemonade to taste like... Whatever. Herbal poison or something. Yeah. Herbal poison made of neem. <laughs> I too would want it to be a little palatable, a little agreeable to the senses. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to continue to speak. That is the reason why I have two, three drinks with me. Not that I am a great lover of drinks. And when I say drinks, I don't mean drinks. <laughs> I mean non-alcoholic stuff. There have been comments on YouTube lately. They say, what is the secret of your intoxication? These words, do they come from there? No, they don't. This is merely some lemonade, I suppose. Why do you eat? Why do you drink? Why do you eat and why do you drink? I have more kurtas than the rest of the foundation combined. <laughs> why? Because I love to shop? Is that so? Because I need them to appear camera worthy to you. I could have appeared in my vest in front of you. But then YouTube wouldn't have agreed to promote that video. 
It says it doesn't promote adult content. It's quite strange. It promotes all kinds of content, but not adult content. Maybe spirituality is not for adults. Why do I need this? So that you may watch these videos and listen to what they are saying. Otherwise, I have no real need for this stuff. Just a few years back, I was happily going along with maybe three or four or five pieces. You know what? Okay. It's risky, but I'll disclose. Sometimes only the piece on top is good. You will never come to know what is there behind the... It often happens. I don't bother to change the lowers. I said the camera will capture only this. So I'll wear only this. No, I wear something there as well. But it's not that. You're getting the point, Jyoti, yes? What does one eat for? What does one live for? What does one wear for? There are so many people on the road when we are going towards the camp. What are you on the road for? What are you on the road for? What exactly are you doing on the road? That's what I want to ask you. Even the most mundane activities, why do you get into them? For what are you into them? Why did you just brush your teeth? You can't say, oh, but one must brush his teeth. No, one must not brush his teeth. There has to be a purpose. Because man is quintessentially a mass of suffering. Why must a mass of suffering bother to brush his teeth? Does that take care of your fundamental suffering? If it does not, why are you brushing your teeth? I too brush my teeth, but I know why. Because if I will not brush my teeth, I will have to go to the dentist and that will waste my time and I will not have time to speak in mag. For the sake of mag, I brush my teeth. Oh, that appears so hilarious, right? Keep laughing from wherever you are watching. It won't reach me. Yes, I brush my teeth only so that I can continue with this mission. The day I am not mission worthy, I'll refuse to even breathe. Forget about brushing teeth or these things. The day I don't have to appear in front of camera, I'll dispose all these off. They're of no use to me. That's the relation, Jyoti, between the day-to-day -day activities and the goal. One doesn't just continue with any activity in the day. Unfortunately, that's a very poisonous notion prevailing in the spiritual zones. Do your daily stuff. 
and remember the destination. It's almost like refusing to go to the camp and remembering the peaks of Kedarnath. Do your daily stuff. And what is the daily stuff? Go to the shop, sit there, sell your goods. And not agree to the call that asks you, invites you to Kedarnath. Refuse that call. And say, I am doing my daily job. I am busy in my daily chores. And I am remembering the holy peaks. What hypocrisy, what nonsense. Must you not show with your actions what you claim to believe in? Would your life be a daily demonstration of your hypocrisy? That's what the lives of most people are. They say, oh, we are devoted to this, we are devoted to that, but we are going to our office. If you are really devoted to the truth, what the hell are you going to do in your office or in your whatever, clothes shop or tea shop or whatever. Every movement, Jyoti, every breath, every morsel, every sip must be in the service of the Lord. And that is one question you have to ask yourself if you do not want to be called. A dishonest apostate. Why did you just take another breath? Why? Of what use is it? Don't tell me, can't one just live? No. A prisoner behind the bars can't just live. He has to live for a purpose. Don't quote me saints who said, life has to be purposeless and you just have to live with no purpose at all. Those who said this were not prisoners. But those who are reading this are prisoners. And they cannot say, we do not have any purpose in life. We will just let our life flow. Is your life really just flowing? Who is being fooled here? Is your life just flowing by the great existential order? Or is it being commanded by the various social and nonsensical forces? But we like to quote Lao Tzu. Let life flow. Go with the flow. Which flow? Where is the flow? Hmm? Somebody has picked you up and thrown you into the main wide nala of the city 
and you are saying go with the flow. Which flow are you talking of? Yes, there is a flow. But it is the gutter that is flowing. Do you want to go with the flow? But people so romantically and reverentially say, you know, I'm just going with the flow. Don't you feel the stink? Getting it, Jyoti. Why did you just take a step towards the other room? Why did you just take a step towards the kitchen? Why did you just step in into your car? Why did you just move towards the market? Why did you just utter a word to your son or servant? Why? Was it done so that you may move towards the holy peak? Was it done so that you may move towards silence? Did it happen so that you may move towards your liberation? If yes, wonderful. If no, then there's a big problem. Why did you just read a book? Why did you just pick up the newspaper? Why did you just do whatever you did? Somebody will ask for all the accounts. You must keep a ledger for every hour. Saints have said, He will ask and he will ask you to explain. Sahib Uttar Mangsi Sahib is asking for an explanation. Exactly where did you spend the last hour? How did it contribute to your liberation? And if it did not, why did you do what you were doing? And I'll repeat, don't even brush your teeth. I definitely want to rub you up the wrong way. I want you to question even the Basics. You feel, oh, these things are to be done. You know, they are not to be questioned. They are outside the purview of spirituality. Nothing is outside the purview of spirituality. Why are you clipping your nails? Why? You will say, Acharyaji is becoming an extremist now. It's alright if he tells us how to read the scriptures. It's alright if he 
answers our queries on the scriptures, but why is he getting into such personal things as clipping nails? I'm a teacher of life, Chuti. Does your life include clipping nails or not? Have you not spent a portion of your life clipping nails? So I'm asking you, why are you clipping your nails? I know it appears absurd, but still, please consider the question. Why are you clipping your nails? How is it contributing to your liberation? You'll say, does one have to do everything only for liberation? Yes. And if you don't have that desperation, that zeal, that utter poignancy in your effort, in your cries, then how will you ever be liberated? The one who wants liberation doesn't cry for liberation once in a while. He cries for liberation with each breath. You are saying when you are clipping your nails, then liberation takes a back seat? How is it so that when you are clipping your nails, you forget liberation? Please explain. Please. And if you forget liberation, and if liberation becomes a concern with you only one and a half hours each day, do you have a right to be liberated? Now you know why people just continue to live the way they do. Because spirituality is a part of their life. And small room in their house. They just don't want to ask, you know, why did I even utter a word right now? Why did you do that? By whose command, in whose service, to what effect, to what purpose? We don't ask that. But Acharyaji, there must be some balance. One cannot go mad after liberation. If you cannot go mad after liberation, Why did you just laugh with your colleagues? Why? Why did you just accept your salary check? Why? Why did you just bring your spouse a gift? Why? If it is for the sake of liberation, it's pious. Do it once again. If not, then simply shrink, retreat and withdraw. Why did you just start your car? Why did you just park your car? But car is a car, Acharyaji. You know, one can not always think of liberation. If you can always think of liberation, then you need not ever think of liberation. Either it is always with you, 
or you better never concern yourself with it and for it to always with you always be with you it cannot be a thought do you know now why god or liberation cannot be thoughts do you now know why you can never remember god and why remembrance of god is such a dirty tool in the hands of the ego because if something is to be continuous it cannot be a thing of thought is thought ever continuous can anything ever be continuously in your thoughts therefore if something is to be continuously with you it must not be in your thoughts those who think of god are most probably the ones who love god the least because when you think of something you can only sometimes think of it thought cannot be continuous basics thoughts cannot be continuous impulses cannot be continuous instincts cannot be continuous even tendencies cannot be continuous a void can be continuous a sky can be continuous a deep dark background can be continuous avadhuvanta dondandhiyara only that can be continuous all else is intermittent when god is there as that inter as the deep dark background then all the intermittent thoughts are for his sake only now for whose sake is your coffee or idli jyoti for whose sake and if it is not for the sake of that why do you sip your coffee by one of the saint poets of the middle ages bhakti kal there is this song a few women are teasing another woman of the village and what are they saying to her why the hell are you dressing up your husband won't come to you now why the hell are you dressing up it's a beautiful song i'll ask the volunteers to try to dig it up so the lyrics of the song and the various stanzas they relate to the various aspects of the dressing up process so the ladies taunt her they say when he is not there for whom are you lining your eyes and then they say when he is not there for whom are you coloring your lips 
And then they say, when he is not there, for whom is this colorful sari? Do you know what he is trying to say in that song? For whom are you sipping your coffee? One dresses herself up for somebody's sake. At least that's what the devotee does. I'm not talking of the liberals who would, ex who would accuse me of saying that The clothes of a woman need not necessarily be for the sake of the man or something. We are talking of a different zone. Whatsoever the devotee does is for the sake of the truth. For whom is your coffee? This dichotomy between daily life and spiritual life is the worst hypocrisy that can be espoused by a person. Similarly, the dichotomy between silence and noise is the worst thing that one can fall for. Use the silence to cut through silence. Be like a swimmer. The swimmer uses the water in the stream to cut through the stream. Is that not how swimming happens? How do you move across the river? by using the river itself. That's how one lives in the world. That's the way of the devotee. He uses noise to cut through the noise. He uses the road to reach the end of the road. What are you using the road for? And your time is limited. Don't forget that.